Hi, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, the king of co-op, Steve Kingsley, and his special guest are going to review a game for you and have a related discussion. And without further ado, here's Steve! Okay, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. Steve here, my lovely wife, Kim. Hi, everybody. And we are going to review... Do a live review of Pandemic Pandemic Legacy Season 2. Yes. Because we finished playing this on Twitch, and we thought we'd recap it and kind of talk about what we think of the game itself and what do we think about the experience playing it streaming as well. Okay. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're recording this live on YouTube, so feel free to join us there. If you're listening to this after the fact on the podcast. Oh, I didn't realize we were doing Surprise! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's whatever. I'm along for the ride. You're along for the ride. Yeah, exactly. But yes, we're going to go with the five things you need to know about the game. Starting with our least most important, we're going to have to wait to our most most important. That's really awkward to say. Oh, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. Okay. <laughs> so. But first, I'd like to thank some of our Patreon supporters. This week, I'd like to thank Paul Terpstra, a co-op fan, Ramsey Abowd, a co-op fan, and Nick Budell, a co-op MVP. Thanks, guys, and everyone else who supports us on this channel. Let's just kick it off, I guess, on what we're going to do. So I guess, real quick, if you're not familiar with Pandemic, Pandemic Legacy, uh, there are three of them out there. It will start with Season 1. The one we're going to talk about today is Season 2. And then there is a third one, not called Season 3, called Season 0. <laughs> yes, but that's like a prequel? It is a prequel. Yeah, that's why I call it Season 0. Yep. Yeah, it happens before Season 1. And... You don't have to play them in order one, two, and zero, though. One and two. Definitely play one and then two. Probably. There, no, there's not definitely. It makes sense that way. It does make sense. Yeah, there's there's some thematic elements that tie into it for sure. So it, I agree that you probably get yes. that. But yes. <laughs> if you play Pandemic, this is taking that same concept of making a legacy style where you are ripping up cards and putting stickers on the board and writing, writing on the board and all sorts of fun the stuff. The game evolves and changes as you play, which is what's a lot of fun. Yeah. So it plays anywhere from 12 games to 24 games in a, in a box. So it depends how well you do. We played 13? I think we might have played 13 in Season 1. Season 2, I should check. I don't remember what we did, but it was nearly as good. So. Maybe, we, maybe 14. I don't remember how we, many times we lost, we lost at least at least three times in season two. Really? Yeah. Oh. Three or four times. My memory. I don't remember those loses. From <laughs> <out> your mind. <laughs> okay, but let's jump into it. We're just open discussion. So Kim and I are going to talk about this, and she may agree or disagree with the points I have assembled. Disagree, no. thank <laughs> But because this is live, if you guys have comments, send us our comments, and we'll put them on the screen. And we'll talk about it. It'd be a fun discussion. So yeah. This is going to be getting to spoiler territory. It's really hard to review this game without spoiling it. I, I can I can say the top five points without spoiling them, but yeah, it's it's going to get in that territory. So okay. if you haven't played this game, and you I, want to play the game, and you want to play the game, I would recommend honestly turn this off and come in while we'll come yeah. back next week. Often we'll try to be conscientious about it. Well, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess if we get to something super spoily, we'll mention it. You guys can skip ahead a few minutes. Yeah. How's that? But I mean, if if you played Pandemic Season 1, it's it's very similar in the fact that you have, you know, steps that you take in each month that you play, and then you open a package. It's like 
a little holiday gift for me. It's ooh, what's in the box, <laughs> and then you do what what it says, and it yeah yeah pretty much mm -hmm. pretty straightforward. Okay, let's start with number five, and that's going to be a con, actually. And this is a slight con. And the kid does, already disagrees with me. Yeah. Okay, no, say, make your point. And it's the story a little bit. And it's not that the story was was bad, necessarily. It's just that I didn't feel as invested in it. Like, I, didn't, I think this is the main difference between season one and season two. Season one had a story that I felt like it had a whole, like, narrative arc and it's going someplace. And this one, I felt like things are happening, and we're in the environment, the world, but I wasn't quite following what was what was going on. And I think the problem was, this is not much of a spoiler at all, but when you open up some of these packets and they tell you what's going on, it tells you from a historical standpoint, meaning that, hey, you know, 30 years ago, this happened. I'm like cool but that's not now that was back then so it, it i think that's what gave me that disconnect it wasn't like hey by the way right now over in africa something's happening oh cool let's go do that and so for me it's a slight negative it made my list for this but yeah the story okay i can kind of see where you're getting at in the fact if you're comparing the story from legacy season one to two season one is it's stronger yeah, because definitely. you're you're more in it, like what you're saying. But this one, I wouldn't call it a con. I mean, it's still a story. It's still there. You're still trying to right. save the world, well, dig the world out of the crisis <laughs> that you're in. Um, I would just say it's probably not as strong of a story hook to the first season. But I still think it's it's a decent story. And Yeah, yeah. I, the story wasn't bad, like I said before. It's not like I'm disappointed in it even though i'm marking it as a con it's just that like it wasn't i didn't wasn't able to, i like to get immersed in games and this wasn't there for me i got immersed in the mechanics of the game but not the story itself yeah so season you know people are familiar with the regular game pandemic you're there's diseases going throughout the world and you're trying to find the cures and save humanity that's the same as season one i mean that's is that a fair statement like pretty much it's the same yeah i'd thing. say so yeah season two I, I think we just got to talk about it. Okay, yeah. so yeah. this is a little bit spoiler. Yeah, so season so, two... So jump re ahead. <laughs> regardless, yeah, timestamp, we'll move forward. Regardless of how you did on the season one play, if you won or lost, season two comes in and the world is in shambles. Like, it is, it is as if you had lost season one horribly, and then you're trying to just rebuild civilization on the, the entire globe. But the really cool part that the story does do is... You don't know a lot of information because you're 70 years later, you know, in the dark. Society has collapsed and you're really isolated. And right. that might be what turned you off from it, I think, because there wasn't a lot of information to go on and you just had to feel your way through. And the story wasn't giving you all the answers right away because everybody was dead. So nobody, <laughs> nobody knew anything. But then the cool thing is it's still like, you re-explore the globe. That's right. Which I like a lot. Yeah, the premise they set for the story, it made sense on how it unfolded. It just didn't make it for an engaging experience for myself. Because you're exactly right. This was like, hey, by the way, we've survived this long for basically isolating ourselves for, I don't know, I think it was like 75 years or something. It's very familiar. 
yeah, maybe a little, <laughs> little too real lately. So, but, and so like coming out of that situation and then, and then seeing what what's going on in the world. So it made sense. It just, I needed something like, well, this is all about the past. I'm all discovering the past. I'm always discovering the past. What about the present? Right. Because I need to know what's going on in the present so I can plan for the future. Yeah, but you're trying not to die in the present. <laughs> right, but that's that's like <laughs> that is something that's happening now. It's not like the end goal, right? It's oh, like, so you didn't know where you were reaching. Like, so the first like regular walking pandemic. Dead, right? Oh my gosh, that show is driving me crazy. <laughs> All the humans just need to die. I don't like the decisions they're making. It's just like, needs... yeah, they're zombies and they're just it like, go about the business. But like, what are they doing in that show, you know? So oh God, if, if you guys just... watch the show, you might know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's but... driving me crazy. Um, anyway. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, okay, no. So, yeah, season one and regular pandemic, you you know what your end goal is. Right. Yeah, opening the box season two, you don't know. Right. Right. Other than you're assuming I want to survive and fix the world. Correct. Okay. Exactly. All right, I see where you're coming from. I don't, so, I don't see it as a con. Not a con for you. No. Kind of agree on a few points, but overall I disagree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Let's move on to number four. Number four is a pro, actually, in this one. And I thought the cooperation was better in this game than normal pandemic-type games, I would say. And I say that because there were more elements that let you let you interact with each other. And this is going to be a pretty big spoiler. So if you haven't stopped listening now, I'd recommend to <laughs> jump ahead. But here we go. One of the elements they introduced in the game was the these radio towers. And these radio towers are pretty cool in that if you had a radio tower, you could beam uh, information to someone else. And that mechanically was, I can give you the cards. And so this way I could give you the cards you needed to do what, you, what had to be done. Beam information or just you can communicate uh, to each other via beam, radio. like <laughs> teleportation. Just kidding. Yeah, right, radio. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with this point. There, There is a lot of cooperation in Season 2 because they give you the additional tools to do that. Um, regular Pandemic, yes, it's cooperative, but you could play that very separately. Yeah, and in Regular Pandemic, it feels that you have to align to a goal collectively, right? So you mean that like... But there is a collective goal. Well, there's a collective goal, but like, here's a plan... You need to go here, you need to go there, you need to go there, do your jobs, and we'll, we'll win by this plan, right? As opposed to, the goal is obviously win the game, right? But I don't necessarily need you to follow XYZ steps to, to achieve that goal. Yeah, and the other thing with the Legacy deck is you don't always, well, you don't know for sure what is coming down right. the pipeline. So right. you get to make choices and choose which risks you're going to take and hedge your bets in certain areas or whatever you're doing. Um, which I think is a lot of, it's a lot of fun for me just to take those risks and then die. <laughs> Nadia! <laughs> well, that's, oh yeah, no, too soon, too soon. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's, that's the fun thing about the legacy aspect, because not only are you playing in the game now, but you're also thinking about the games in the future. It may be advantageous for you to make a bad play in the game now so that you're set up better for the next games, right? Yeah, we actually did that in mm. one of the games. We It was just a really terrible start. We knew the writing was on the wall, like, turn one and a half. <laughs> yeah. And we were going to lose. So we could have tried really hard to dig ourselves out. Or, like you're saying, just take the loss, but take that game to set up success for the next one. So 
we chose the latter, and I think that was the right decision. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. But yeah, there were just a lot, a lot of elements. I mentioned the radio towers as one of them. Another one, it was creating the shelters and trying to help each other to build these shelters because we were able to do it remotely a little bit. And you were able to take care of the the baddies for me at some point to help save me. From yeah, the stuff. hollow men, those, those yeah. creepy bad guys that just, they're evil. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't under, just, I don't know. They're just bad people. <laughs> so long story short, there were a lot more opportunities to help each other out in this game. And so that's why I put cooperation on here. I thought it was improved from Pandemic. It's a great co-op game. Do you agree with this point? I would agree. Yes. Okay. I do. Pandemic is still a good cooperative game. But it, this, is. This, it is. The list of this legacy one, I think, is just an extra notch up. That's, that's exactly right. That's why I wanted to pull it out. So that is point number four. Moving on to number three. Number three is a negative for me, a con, and Kim's already shaking her head. No, because we talked about this one before. We did. Yeah. I got called out. I think the luck factor in this game, it exists in regular pandemic as well, and it just kind of uh, just bothers me in this I one. think that particular instance left such a bad taste in your mouth that it is burned in your brain. You're like, oh, that's luck. It's this whole game just around this single point of time that happened, and I don't think that's a fair assessment <laughs> so she's getting to the point that no spoiler both our characters did die in the game our starting characters our starting characters died. correct yeah and so we had them all leveled up and everything and what happened is the baddies basically appeared randomly in my spot and i moved to another spot they appeared in my spot again and then i basically died it was hilarious they just kept falling it was so funny because the the probability of that actually happening is really low when you look at the number of cities on the board that they could populate. Granted, the Hollow Men will appear on that top portion of the deck, so you, for the most part, will know that they're coming. That they're coming. Yep. Watch out in these areas. But the chances of you getting hit twice back to back immediately were so low that that was just very unlucky. But I don't think. See, and this is where we're going to disagree because you say that, but the exact same experience happened to you too. Yes, but I just think that was because <laughs> lightning hit twice, and I just, it's still. This is what I'm getting at. But right? I knew, I knew that that it was in what Europe or wherever. I knew that was a risky area. Those cities kept getting hit, and I wasn't leaving. I was taking the chance to stay there, and I paid the price for it. So. Yeah, and I think that's the the issue I have with the regular pandemic of this one like i like the concept of taking those cards and shuffle them put them back on top of the deck but depending on when you hit that first epidemic it could really affect your game and we had that happen to us where like it came up early and like yes. oh crap and what's going on it it really ramps up the difficulty for sure if yep. those cards come out quickly but that i think is every every game that you have to shuffle cards there is that element of being screwed like you that can't happen <laughs> and then even like we played marvel legendary mm -hmm. monday and mm -hmm. i swear i shuffled those cards <laughs> but you know they come out and there's like six characters of the same same person so it's still i don't think it's specific to this game no maybe not but uh i wanted to call out that we did die a couple times and that could yes, be a bad experience and there's and i think it's more i think the main thing is it's not just the luck it's the fact that at that time in the game, there was nothing we could do about it, right? If there was some mitigation or some solution to get out of a bad luck situation, okay, fine, I can do that. Like your example of Legendary, 
a bunch of these cards came out. Well, honestly, if I buy one of them, I'm going to replace it with something else anyway. I'm going to start seeing that that variety come out and get out of that bad, that unfortunate situation. And here, at least in the point of the game we're at, there was nothing we could do about it. And that I, that plus the bad luck is what uh, soured me a little bit on this yeah. game. Well, that's common for you. We talked nice. about in V Commandos where yep. you want control. Like you, you want to have some sort of ability to Correct. manipulate the game in any situation where I'm just kind of, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So yeah, that's um, number three. Con, Luck, and Kim, not so much. Not so much. No? You don't think it's a factor at all for you? No, because again, it's it's okay. just the, the luck of the card draw, and I accept it for what it is. Okay, okay. Moving on to number two. Number two is the difficulty. I'm marking this as a pro. I thought the game was challenging enough for us. Like, the beginning of the game, we were able to achieve... Or get extra credit, I call it, because you have to complete a number of objectives. And beginning of the game, we're doing pretty well. It kind of starts off easy, and we're able to do so well, we're able to complete all the objectives we needed to, and then maybe even set up for the next games. But at some point, that started turning. Like it started off pretty easy, and it started turning to okay. Then we have to focus and pay attention. Then honestly, about probably about midway, I'd say, is where we were like, okay, we just have to start getting through this. This is crazy. Yeah, and yeah. that challenge was definitely there, and I really, really appreciate that that in this game. I would agree with that. The difficulty kind of scaled with the game, and when you did, you know, if you lose or if you're not progressing far enough, which I don't think it happened to us too often, maybe once, where we got what I call the pity card. Um, so you, <laughs> you lose if you lose too many times, or you're not progressing in the game fast enough. The game will help you yeah. and. It will help you progress into the story, but it will penalize you at the same time, if that makes sense. So yep. here's a pro to help you get you to the next month or help you succeed the next month. But something bad, there's a consequence to it. Right. Um, so I think that's a nice touch. But I think, like I said, that only we only had one of those pity events help us one time. But like you're saying, I would agree, it starts pretty easy granted we were doing really well and also skeener was a huge help <laughs> in the game if you guys yes. don't know skeener mvp of the game he was helping us with rules because i don't read uh rule books <laughs> i do read but not i don't read rules um and then um just corrections and, and some strategy stuff so huge uh, huge help proud to him him again so yeah i I'd say it's a it's a good balance game which is interesting because i know that you talked to peter Correct. and peter says this game is way too easy he his comments were that it took almost longer to set up the game than it took to finish the game. Meaning that like he would set up the game, he would play it, and it'd be so fast, so easy to get through. He'd be like, well, I spent all this time setting it up, but I don't feel like I got enough out of it. And in our experiences, we did not run into that probably at all. We might have had like one quick loss at some point. Yeah. Because it was so difficult, just bad luck. Quick loss, and then I'm yeah. not satisfied. But now in in fairness to you, which I know we've talked about this in the past, excuse me, I don't really set up or tear down games. <laughs> I let you do that. Sure. Um, I'll help shuffle and I'll put the cubes on the board, yeah, but yeah. the bulk of it I, I leave to him. Sure. Um, so that that's like no time at all for me. <laughs> so. <laughs> but I, I mean, comparing the setup to playtime, that was an issue here, but I want to focus more on the difficulty still, because e even for us, like talking to Peter, he says it was just a walk in the park for him and we definitely did not run into that at all. 
And I think... Some months were easy. Some months were easier than others, but overall, I thought the difficulty was correct. It was about right for us. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like it was a walk in the park, especially towards the end. That towards the end, we were, like, pulling our hair out. How are, how are we going to do this? And that's... I don't, I don't think it was pulling your hair out hard for okay. us. I think okay. it would have been if we were getting, like, loss after loss after loss. Because then those true. consequences do pile up on you. So it's not... I wouldn't call this the most difficult game. No. I, I agree. I'm not... I shouldn't... I should clarify that. I'm not saying it's the most difficult. I'm saying it's... It was the difficulty set correctly. Like, yeah, it was so it's, it's about right. It's a good difficulty level for the type of game and for what yes, it is for the exactly. experience for okay the experience. yeah that, yep. i'd agree with that that is our number two moving on to number one number one is actually gonna be a pro and you know me this should not come as a surprise and that is the exploration in the game i love games where i feel like i can explore what the game has to offer and this season two did something very different than season one if you don't want spoilers and you're, still listen, you're still listening you're still listening you're probably already spoiled but here goes another one the board in season two, there's basically nothing on there. It's, it's just a, it's fog of war. It's fog like of war. You, exactly. Yeah, you don't know exactly. Again, because it's been seventy years and you're just in your little shelter. Mm -hmm. And so I loved about this game and the fact that you go to certain locations and you can do some reconnaissance, and by doing so, you will put stickers on the board and uncover more of the world. And not only that, as as you uncover the world, there are areas you need to search and you try to find different elements in the game which was really really fun why are you laughing well because when <laughs> i read there was a search up we searched one thing and i read it strangely oh, yes hey we found all the scientists awkward long pause dead it's just like, <laughs> it's like oh we did I know, oh, we got no. so excited and i was like nope they're all dead i'm sorry <laughs> so... <laughs> but you know like stuff like that i really enjoyed that and that's that's to me what made this experience experience so much fun just trying to say, oh, what's over here? And looking at the cards, like, okay, I need to find this this element of the game. I think it might be down here in this region based on the clues they're giving us. Well, yeah, and you dig way deeper into things than I do. And um, although, in fairness, again, Skeener was like, read the cards. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> they're telling you the answers. And so Steve was like, oh, okay, let me actually take a minute to think about this. And then you really got into that. And I'm just, mm -hmm. again, la-di-da. <laughs> <So. laughs> But yeah, I do really like the exploration of the game and the ability to go search. And there were points of search that at some point they didn't really gain you anything, but you're still the type that would say, I want to go figure out what's over there because yeah. why not? So There's this area on the board. I, technically, it doesn't have any meaning with the clues that they're giving us, but I want to see what's there. You know, yeah, so. yeah, so it's fun. And again, that goes back to like the ooh, you know, presence type right. of mystery of the game. Um, I'm also tying the exploration as as what's inside the box too, because we completed the whole campaign and there were still elements we did not see open up, which is really cool to see that there is some almost branching going on in the game. I, I won't say like it's a big branching narrative, but there's like twigs, I guess, and some branches. <laughs> well, now I'm curious. I think I just want to open them. Yeah, I'll have to show you, show you what's okay. in there. So, but yeah, there's some some interesting things. So like. So that whole package, that exploration, really, really love that aspect of it. Yeah, so like, and I would say that's my biggest pro for it is just the fact that it is a legacy game, and I really enjoy those from like Aeon's End. I love that legacy game. I really like Season 1. This one's been great. So, And I guess this might also come as a bit of a con to some people as well, because getting back to Peter's comments when talking to him about this game, is he had a very different experience. And because this game it has so much exploration in it, 
you can go to areas you might not may not be the best thing to do at this point in time and the experience of the game will change because of that because like for us i think that happened to us where we went to a location it's like oh wow we just don't like this really bad thing that's going you know give us a hard time for the rest of the campaign and there's nothing we do about it and we could have delayed that from happening if we decide not to do that action at that point of the campaign and so it's going to cause this game to to have different game groups to have different experiences which i think is really really cool i personally think that's a pro but i know some people prefer more of a tailored structured experience for everyone so everyone has the same experience you like the varied experience as well yeah i mean because selfishly it's it's my my own personal experience with this game of course is going to differ than someone else's and even with not legacy stuff it's just personal taste and preference of sure. any game that you play so sure. it's huge for their own so we've gone through our top five let's talk about final thoughts you want to start with your thoughts about the game i love this game none of these on the list are cons for me honestly. <laughs> okay. so he's like well what cons do you have when we we're trying to brainstorm and i i honestly don't have a particular thing i mean at one point it kind of felt like a chore or a job because yes you're playing repetitively and you're going through the months to play the entire campaign um and maybe i was busy doing something else and i'm like oh i gotta go play this game now <laughs> um but that's that's just a personal thing it's like you gotta make the time to do it and sure. schedule it and I'm committed to you on Mondays. <laughs> so. <Thank> you. <laughs> so another con, I don't, I mean, I'm sad anytime a character that I have built up dies. Um, and actually both of my characters. They did. They both, both did. died. But the, the second, it was for a good cause. Noble cause. <laughs> Kara, Dr. Kara Knight. She was very, very noble. Yeah. So I'd say Final Thoughts overall, really fun game for me to play. It's fun to play together with you. It's cooperative which is my preference of game style. And the legacy part is just a added bonus because I like, I like mystery and gifts. <laughs> yeah. I point out some negatives on this list. Cause I think the game does has, have some, some things I could improve on for sure. Just like every game out there. But honestly, I really enjoyed this play as well. I had a lot of fun with it and I'm trying to compare it to season two to season one. And which one do I like better? I actually might like this one a tad bit better. And just because of the exploration aspect, that is something that I seek out in games and it gave it that to me here. Now the story is better in season one. And I think that is probably gonna be a stronger factor for everyone, a lot of people out there. And maybe that's gonna be a better experience overall. But honestly, I had a lot of fun with this. This was a really, really fun experience. And we played season one, we played season two. I'm looking forward to season zero. I, I'm enjoying this series of games. Yeah. I'll play that with you. I don't know who else we're going to play with. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of a review of this. We both like it. We both both recommend it. But we had a, also a different experience than I think most people with this game. Because we decided to stream this live uh, for people to join us. And I thought that would be kind of fun to talk about. Like, we played Season 1 at our table, just us, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess now that you've played through Season 2... The whole thing streamed. What did you think about your experience? How I, how is it different for you? Well, the the game itself was different, but there are so many parallels to them. I'm not really going to focus on the difference of the game. The fact that it was streamed, that I thought was really cool because we did have some people jump in and interact with us, and then give us different ideas, or we asked them 
hey, what direction, where should we go? Give us some ideas. And pulling in just other people to play is was just a lot of fun. And again, people saved our behinds <laughs> because <laughs> they were there. And, um, you know, just sharing some jokes and how you put chicken legs on the screen for fun. I mean, it was just... It was just a good time. So I really hope that as we continue to stream and continue to find games that people are interested in participating in, that that aspect grows some more. Absolutely, yeah. I had a blast playing this on streamed. Uh, there were some stark differences, but like the points you brought up were like having people contribute and having our board now has people's names on it that were contributing in chat. I think that's really cool. Like it is, it doesn't even feel like it's our board in the sense that it's Kim and my board, but is our board as in the community, right? We were all a part of this experience in some way. And that was a really fun aspect of it. Now, the negative to streaming this game live is that if we were playing it at a table without all the cameras and all this uh, other overhead. And all your fancy buttons that fancy you buttons, Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have spent more time think about the strategy and reading to the cards and getting more into that nuance of the game like okay which which of these city cards do we draw in the infection pile okay so it's probably going to leave what pro probability left right okay it's going to be like a f next three cards this city's going to hit because we haven't seen it yet for example and playing live because of all the other overhead and we keep the game moving we don't really have the time to stop playing to really think about that and plus two we're just kind of having fun interacting with people as well so that aspect was removed from the streaming play, but honestly, with what we gained from experiencing it with the online community was totally worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that, because I know like when, when you're streaming, you're worried about the tech side of it, and your your focus is like 90% on the stream, 10% on is the tech running, shoot, did we just lose audio, <laughs> or something weird that could happen. Um, right. And yeah, like, like you're saying, when you stream and you're trying to stream a game, you really just want to keep pace and keep moving um, because I I don't know if you want to sit there for three hours <laughs> and, and watch a game. So it's like, just keep on going and, you know, have have a lot of fun with it and bring bring the energy out. Exactly. As, um, as opposed to five minutes of analysis paralysis. You really <laughs> don't, don't want that. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, but I had a lot of fun with the streamed. Um, we're going to keep doing this stuff. We're looking at other campaign games. I will say that the other probably negative to it is I feel like when we started the campaign, there's a lot of excitement and energy around it. People want to see where this thing goes. And it went long. It's, it's a long campaign. It's a long we, campaign. We played, played what, 15 times or something, something like, like that. Something like that, yeah. And so it was, you know, are you going to commit to 15 times? And that's, what, that's where I was saying it kind of felt like a job at some point because it did run a long, long time. Um, but... At the, at the same time, you know, the people that did chime in, I think it was easy enough to still give opinions or give ideas and just jump in any time. Definitely. Yeah, and I think if I were to do the next campaign game, whatever it happens to be, that I might be tempted to do multiple games a week so that we get through it in a shorter overall time, but still, you know, keep the energy up and going. Because I think... We were doing every week, weekly, and there's a lot of time between those. Yes, because I would always come in Monday night and be like, all right, what happened last week? Because <laughs> right, right. I don't remember. 
And so, you know, then we, we just figure it out. But I, I think that could work. But then, you know, you have to keep in mind that, you know, there's a lot of other people doing the right. stream stuff on your channel and coordinating everything. And, and then you want to make sure that people who are want to contribute, uh, that they can contribute on both days, not just one day of the week, right? Because if maybe Mondays doesn't work for someone, Thursday does. Well, you wanna... but I, I think that, sorry to cut you off, I think that is regardless of campaign or not. That's true. I mean, you can't, unfortunately, schedule a live stream where everybody's going to get there. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's what I had to talk about. I thought it was a really fun experience and streamed. I, re I really liked the game. I had fun playing with Kim, of course. We had a blast. And... That any other closing thoughts? No, I just want to figure out what we're doing next. <laughs> if you want to help us out, figure out what we're gonna do next. Leave a comment below or join our Discord and chat with us there. We're mulling over a few ideas. So like what? what? Do. Like what? Like what? Tell me, Steve. What are you thinking about? Well, <laughs> it's not coming super soon, but I know the second uh, campaign for So and Sorcery. Is going to be delivering in a few months. Oh, that'll be a blast to we... play. We didn't finish the first one, did we? No, we did not finish the first one. We could try to finish the first one, but it's pretty long. But we could talk about it. Okay. We so don't now... have to do the first one to do the second though. They're not really tied. That I know, but then you just said you want to find a shorter campaign. You yeah, know no. I just totally. Long, so it's like, wait, which way are you going? You know. It's true. That's true. Um, um, but that, yeah. Outcast, we, we could should... do. Which one is that? And then Outcast. Yes, I do love Anzen, which I really think is interesting because I didn't think I would because of the theme. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not a big fan of the gross monster bug things. I, it's still, again, I think it's just because it's legacy and I'm building a character and there's a story to follow. And, yeah, stuff stuff happens. Now, I will say the legacy of Anzen, like the packets, aren't as fun as the pandemic packets. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because the Anzen, it's, it's just cards and yeah the cards are doing something but that you know it's expected it right? is yeah it's an expected outcome mm -hmm. whereas um pandemic is oh here's a whole new map of the world there's a box yeah what could be inside this box yeah. and the, or <laughs> so... here's some new game pieces you can now build shelters or whatever so it's right, there's right. a lot more intricacies on pandemic yep definitely but yeah if you have ideas there's a few other games for think about too i gotta talk it over but yeah Join us on the Discord. There should be a link in the description below or just leave a comment. And thanks for listening. But anyway, thanks for watching and we'll see you at the next stop. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another top five list.